from one hour to 30 minutes before you be sleeping, you do activities that help your brain to calm. Hi, I am Alok and I'm your host at Pitarobic. Welcome to Fitness Pro Chat, the podcast by Fitarobic. Welcome to Fitness Pro Chat by Fit Aerobic. If you're looking to improve your health and well-being to lead a healthy, fit, and fulfilling life, whether you're an amateur or a professional athlete, this podcast is for Hello you. Hello and welcome to Fitness Pro Chat with Fit Aerobic. Today I'm once again joined by Roy Da Silva. Roy and I will talk about one of the most critical topics today that can cause issues with our health, and that is sleep. Roy is the founder at Balanced Rebel, a holistic health tech company. Roy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Alok. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be a guest on your podcast again. <laughs> Thanks so much, Roy. So, Roy, could you please start by explaining why sleep is so crucial for our overall health and well-being? Balanced Rebel, we are experts in in sleep, stress management, and recovery. and they're all interconnected you know sleep is the rock star of stress management and it's also the reason why we live so many years because a lot of situations and physiological things happen during our sleep so sleep it's not something that it's a nice to have it's a must to do because some people think oh sleep is a waste of time or i heard this so many times like when i die i will have a lot of time to rest nope sleep is the only that that you're never able to repay because if you miss one day of sleep or if you miss a couple of hours sleep you're missing a lot of physiological function that the body needs to perform on that day and same applies when you some people say oh i didn't sleep very well on the week but i will recover on the weekend yes you recover the sleep but you will never recover the physiological functions that the body lost right so sleep is probably the most important thing we have in life and the reason Absolutely. that we we use one third of our life sleeping it's not because we just need to waste to you know, to waste some time no is because the body needs to reset recharge and recover and what do we do today we ignore sleep we compromise sleep we stay watching screen time netflix nothing against netflix i know i don't care about the, the the streaming applications i'm just using it as an example but what do we do we compromise sleep and we still time to sleep to make time for the things that distract us from the stress from the busy day so it's very important to understand that sleep it's not something that oh i'll do it in a bit or or if i lose one hour of sleep there's no problem yes there is a problem and there is a problem to your body and we only have one body we don't have a second chance we only have one chance we're going to be here one time so we need to take good care of the body that we're in and that's why sleep is fundamental it is said about uh, recharge recover and reset uh, mm-hmm. what happens during deep sleep and why right. it is essential to the sleep all right so so we sleep by cycle or stages there's a couple of 
factors we need to take in consideration when when we're talking about sleep. Okay, how fast do you fall asleep? Variable number one that we need to take in consideration. Uh-huh. Number two, the quality of the sleep. So how's the quality of your sleep? And the mm-hmm. third is the duration of your sleep. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about phases. Let's talk phase number one. Why is it important the time that you fall asleep? Because yeah. that shows how relaxed you are. That shows how, that you have winged down your brain. That shows that you're preparing your body to go to the sleeping mode. Have in uh-huh. mind one thing. People believe that your day starts when you wake up. Nope. Not true. Your uh-huh. day starts when you go to bed. Because the way you sleep at night will define the energy you will have available when you wake up. So your day doesn't start oh. when your journey is already in the middle. And again, have in mind that a day is a journey. A journey yeah. that needs energy. And you don't fuel your car in a journey in the middle of the journey. No, you re- gas before the journey. right? So it's exactly the same way. When you wake up, the way you sleep, the amount of sleep and the quality of your sleep will decide and define the energy you're going to have for the rest of your day. So True. the day doesn't start when you wake up. That's the, 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 the thing that people think, that, oh, the day start, my day starts when I wake up at 7 or 8 in the morning. No. Mm-mm. Your day started 8 hours before or 7 or 6 or 5 or whatever number the amount of hours you had. Because what you did how you fell asleep, how you slept, and the duration will decide the energy you're going to have for the next day. So rule number one, the, how understanding this variable helps you to control the energy of your day. So when you go to bed, the body, we, we believe that, the, that we, we are a, a switch. We want to have the yeah. most energetic body during the day, and we want to have exactly. the most restful sleep at night. It's possible. It's perfectly yes. possible. Just not, not the way we think it is. Yeah. What do we do then? We take coffees to get energy in the morning. We get uh, coffees and coffees to, uh, to uh, push, uh, to highlight our stress levels. And then at night, if we can sleep, here's a sleeping pill to knock out and we go to, to bed. Uh-huh. Because the body doesn't work as a switch. The body works as a way. So we need to have a routine and a system to prepare the body and explain the body what's going to happen. Same way as when you wake up, you don't live and go to work. You do your routine, you go to your toilet, you do your coffee, you stretch, you choose the clothes that you... The same process needs to happen when you go to bed. So when you go to bed, you can't just stay watching TV or things that overstimulate your brain or getting a distraction for your stress levels. And I expect to go to bed and immediately fall asleep. That will not happen. Right? So how we prepare to go to bed will decide how fast we fall asleep. Okay? Very true. What, what's going to happen is most people, when you go to bed and you can't fall asleep, and you turn around one side to the other and you try to fall asleep, and you're thinking, oh my God, I have a crazy day tomorrow and I need to be falling asleep by now, and I need to be sleeping now. Why can't I sleep now? And, and all this stress builds up in your brain. As more stress we have, what's going to happen? As more difficult it is to sleep. So if you're staying in bed 
trying to fall asleep for more than 20 minutes than you can, the best thing to do is to stand up and leave the bed. Mm. Not to stay in bed. Leave the bed, have a tea, stretch, do something that relaxes your mind, and then you go back to bed. Staying in bed, trying to fall asleep, it will not make you sleep faster. It's actually the opposite. It's going to be harder to make you sleep. Have in mind one thing a lot. Sleep is the only thing in life that doesn't happen just because we try harder. Mm -hmm. It's not because you stay more time in bed that you're going to fall asleep faster. That's not the the situation. It's how you prepare yourself to fall asleep that will define how you're going to fall asleep. So one one tip that I can give and I share with you is important. It's called, I call it the golden hour. Uh-huh. Golden hour is for the day is that when the sunset goes down. Golden hour for the human body is the half an hour or the one hour that before the time before you want to be sleeping, you prepare your body to go to bed. Right? So that's half an hour, 45 minutes, one hour, whatever it's convenient to you. People do things different. Right? Yes. It's the way it's going to help define how you fall asleep, right? I, I, I go to bed. I, obviously, I monitor my sleep very carefully. Right? <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a sleep expert, I, I take very seriously. True, true. I, I, I go to bed, and I know that in five seconds to one minute, that's the time I take to fall asleep because I already go prepared to bed. I don't answer phones after I don't, I don't look to uh, social media. I don't answer WhatsApp message. I don't engage in any activity that will stimulate my brain at least one hour before I go to yeah. bed. All right? So I don't like to watch TV. So the moment I sit in the couch to watch TV at 9, which is at 9 because I go to bed at 10 religiously, uh, it's negotiable only if I have a social event, but if I'm at home, uh, there's no series, no movies, there's nothing that's going to stop me from going to bed at 10 because it's very important. And I like to sleep, so it's a good thing for me. So the point is, at, at after 9, even if my phone rings with a, with, a, with a message, I will not look. If it's urgent, you can call me. If it's that's, not That's urgent, very healthy, Abbott. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, I'm not going to answer because... Then I'm going to engage on a conversation. Then it's going to stimulate sure. my brain. Then it's going to disturb my sleep cycle. And trust me, sleep is fundamental because what happens during sleep defines a lot of things during your day. So, absolutely. Point number true. one. Point number one. How fast you go to bed? You yeah. can't expect to have a very stressful day and immediately fall asleep. It's not going to happen. Some people use alcohol to fall asleep because alcohol does knock you out, but doesn't wind down the brain. So what's going to happen is when the alcohol effect goes, your brain is going to be in the same place as it was before being knocked out. So it's going to compromise the quality of your sleep. That's why many people say, when I drink alcohol, I don't sleep properly. No, because it impacts the brain. So the brain needs to wind down. We need, because it's our brain. It's no one exactly. else's brain. Exactly. So we need yes. to tell our brain, by the way, buddy, it's time to rest. 
it's time to go to bed. It's time to disconnect and do your thing. I'm going to be off mode. So alcohol is not the best thing. Sleeping pills. Many people take sleeping pills. Yes. They knock out your body, but not your brain. And we cannot forget that we are a complex system on the integrated dimension. And if the brain doesn't rest, you're going to be an overthinker. You're going to have mental fatigue. You're going to have decision-making fatigue. And the poor brain is like a muscle. It needs time to rest. It's time to recover. It's time to recharge. So it's very important that what we do, that golden hour, it will help you on, on, uh, on, on falling asleep. For people that, for example, one, I, I, I deal with a lot of people that are overthinkers. It's not a, yes. a bad thing. Everybody uh-huh. has their own qualities, their own goals. Yes. Normally, yes. our own saboteur is our, actually is our biggest strength. So True. what's going to happen, the people that overthink too much, and, 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 and that can apply to anyone. Yes. What's going to happen, they go to bed, and that's when the brain stops thinking, oh, what I'm going to do, what am I going to cook? What is my son going to wear tomorrow? What, oh, what the problem I have with my boss or the, my daughter or my wife or my partner, whatever, whatever of their boat, right? So what so, can we do in these situations to help you? Very easy. Uh-huh. You take your journal about the things you don't want to think when you go be in bed. And trust me, this simple exercise is so simple and yes. it's so effective because what you're doing is recognizing that these thoughts are going to appear in your head while you're being bed. So you already said to the brain, not the time for that. Not the time for that. I already said in my journal that it's not great to think about it. So the thing about this is to make sure that you help yourself. Understanding exactly. that, look, I'm an overthinker. That's fine with that. Let me journal about the things I don't want to think about. And yes. help you to fall asleep. So... We covered the falling asleep part, so that's that's the point number one. The quality of the sleep and the duration—they're both connected. True. Quality of True. sleep is can be impacted for the environment, room temperature. Yeah, you're in your the own clutter of your room. If your room invites you to rest, one thing I I, I again, I don't like to watch TV. I never had a TV in my bedroom uh-huh. until very until very recently. I'm forty six. I never had a TV in my room until uh, a year ago. And it's disconnected. I disconnected the TV because I, t- <laughs> I did a test and it didn't work for me. Why, okay. why, don't I, why don't I watch TV in the bedroom? Because my body understands that when I go to the bedroom, it's for two things. Sex and sleep. Nothing else. Yeah. And, and it's very important that the body reads this cue. Yeah. So the body reads these two situations. I don't watch... TV in bed because if I watch TV in bed, it's gonna compromise my sleep, and I True. get overstimulated. I think like maybe during the day, one day or the other, I can turn it on in the afternoon, but never at night because I don't want my body to read that bedroom is associated with entertainment or screen time entertainment. Let's call it like that: screen time entertainment. I wanna I wanna prepare just for what's made for so. Temperature, your bedroom temperature is very important. Why? Because the body 
the body needs to reduce the temperature to be able to produce melatonin. That's what makes us sleep. Yeah. So if the room temperature is very high, your body doesn't have the ability. That's why a lot of people in the summer, those who don't have any air condition, they struggle to sleep. Why? Because the body doesn't have the capability of reducing the body temperature and, and produce melatonin. Or if you sleep next to someone, right? Uh, and you, you, some people say, oh, it's, my partner is very hot or is very warm. The, what's happening is that the body expands the veins so that it can release the, the heat of the body so it can reduce the body temperature so the brain produces melatonin. So the room uh-huh. temperature is very important for your body to, to have a good quality of sleep. Reducing the sure. being in the dark so that it doesn't impact the, no artificial light, no distractions, no phones close to the bed, unless you really don't care about the phones, which is my case. But if you if people see a noise and now oh, I need to answer this message, that's not ideal because you don't want to impact the quality of your sleep. You want to make sure that when you go to bed, you're going to sleep. You're not going to be doing other things and, 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 and uh, anything else. So temperature, Absolutely. darkness, and how the way, the way your room is done, is it inviting you to rest or it's a mess of clothes and, and dirt or uh, things out of places that you look at that and say, ah, oh, I, yeah. I have to make time to clean my room. That, that thought is going to impact the quality of your, of your, of your dream. Right. Duration. Absolutely. Why the duration of the sleep? Why? Because we sleep by cycles. So we have 90 minutes each cycle. That's why some people seven to nine hours. I'm a big sleeper. I'm a big time sleeper. Okay. I can okay. sleep for 14 hours in a week. Easy. Ah. Uh, but I normally <laughs> sleep, I normally sleep nine to 10 hours a day. Right. The, my body needs, uh, since I was a kid, I sleep a lot. I can sleep 11, 12, 14 hours, no problem. Uh, but <laughs> average, average, I'm a 9 to 10 hours. And we have five cycles, plus or four, depending on the school. Some schools say five, some schools yeah. say four, depending. But we have, we have uh, cycles of 90 minutes. And we fluctuate between one, two, and three, four, and five. And then we change cycle again. And then the last one is the rapid eye movement. That's where we actually dream it's the last one. Uh, that's when we dream. That's when we build connections. That's when we learn. That's uh, we build memories. That's the m- important. All of them are important, but this one is also especially important. That's why we remember the dreams and, and what we did during the dream. Now, why is this important? Because if you sleep less than what your body needs, you're going to deprive your body from the last True. cycle, which is yeah. exactly the one that you learn, the one that you build memories, the neuroplasticity finds new ways, new bridges of learning, and so on. So, on that note, we need to look into okay, uh, it's not like oh, I sleep three hours, but I have rapid eye movement first, and then I have sleep cycle one and two. And exactly. That's yeah. why seven to nine hours, according to each individual, there's not there's not a rule. Right? Because what works for you might not work for me and vice versa, right? As you saw, as I told you, I, I need 10 hours, 9, nine 10 hours. Yeah. Because that's how my body is. So maybe I, I have more extending periods. 
but the, the reality is that in in a by the book, if you want to put it by the book, we have yes five cycles from each four one two three four plus the eye rapid eye movement, which are nineteen minutes each, and that's why duration is important. During each one of the cycles, different things happen. What's going to happen? Because sleep is like a semi, it's like a comatose state, but True. which you True. can come out of it by yourself, right? In a coma yes. state or when you have uh, general anesthesia, you're induced into a coma state, but you need help to come back. On sleep is more or less the same thing, but uh, you can come out of it. So what happened is, first thing that happens is the muscles get disconnected from the, the skeleton. Why? Otherwise, we'd be sleepwalking all the time. <laughs> right? We'd dream and kill <laughs> people and God knows what. And some cases of people that are sleepwalkers, it's because the function of the muscles being connected to the skeleton are not properly worked. So the reason why we do that is to make sure, first, we're not sleepwalkers. Second, yeah. to relax the muscles. The muscles yes. have been moving all day. We've been up and down, you know. So these guys also need to rest and recharge and recover. So it's the time where we build. That's where the time we grow. The muscle grow happens during sleep. So yeah. this is an important aspect to take in consideration. Uh, the aspect is, if you don't know, I'll explain to you now. So we have uh-huh. two systems in the body. We have the, 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 the blood system, which is pumped by the heart. Yeah. And then we have the lymphatic system. That's True. the purpose of the lymphatic system is to be the gateway for the metabolic waste. Yes. Our cells produce metabolic waste. Yes. And the metabolic waste goes through the lymphatic system. Lymphatic system. Yes. All right. So the brain doesn't have lymphatic system. Yeah. But we still have cells. The brain yes. has cells. And they produce metabolic waste. So during the sleep, the brain nerve cells, they shrink 60% to create space so that the metabolic waste can go out and go into the lymphatic system. So if you don't sleep properly, what's going to happen? No housekeeping. Now, imagine if your brain is not cleaned every day, what's going to happen? Cluttering. Absolutely. It's dirty. It's called dirty, Because, uh, <laughs> but it's going to impact the reasoning. It's going to impact True. the way you behave because it's yes. full of clutter in the brain. Right? And that's why, that's the, the point, that's why it's very important from a brain perspective to put the brain to rest. No resting brain, no shrinking nerve cells, no shrinking nerve cells, no housekeeping. Uh, you see how everything is interconnected. What's happening also your heart yeah. rate goes lower. By heart rate going lower, that means you are in a rest and digest mode. What's going to happen? The body is going to use the resources to heal, to make sure that the low-grade inflammation that you don't feel, because there's a lot of inflammation happening in the body, but you don't feel. Your immune system is working on fixing this stuff. Your immune system sure. is helping your body to fight anything, because... You don't need to be in a stress mode and awake and all these things. So that's why Absolutely. you're healed when you are on on, uh, on sleeping. 
your appetite and your hunger hormones get regulated when you're sleeping. No sleep, your appetite, the gremlin uh, hormones get all confused. So these are just some of the examples that happen. So that's very detailed response to to this Mm -hmm. question. And uh, so two things uh, would be good to share with the audience. One is, is there any ideal time to go to bed and wake up every morning? And what role does our circadian rhythm, you talked about the way sleep happens in wave and there are four or five zones that's there. So what role does this rhythm play in our regulating our sleep patterns? Hmm. Okay, so answering question number one, is the ideal time to go to bed. We are all different individuals. And as you said True. very well, we all have circadian, different circadian rhythms. So yeah. forcing people to go to a bed at a specific time, it, it's, it's a good indicator. But we also need to understand that we are unique cases. So yes. in my case, I educated my body that, I like to go to bed by 10. I wake up at 7 in the morning, which gives me the 9 hours that I sleep. And my body is already used to it. Don't forget the human body works by routine. Okay? So as more used to to the times, the uh, the body will be prepared for that. Same thing thing with the food. If you eat at the same time and you go to bed at the same time, the body gets used to it. So it gets prepared for that. So that's the number one. Now, you need to understand what works for you. Yeah. By understanding, if you sleep seven hours, how do you wake up? Do you wake up energy? Do you wake up tired? Do you feel like you want to be in bed one more extra hour? Do you wake up energized? If you sleep eight, how do you wake up? If you sleep nine, and that's how you start finding what the amount of duration that works for you. Yes. In my case, I tell you, I need nine hours. I go to bed at 10. If I can go at nine, I'll be happy because I have an extra hour and I like to sleep. If you go, if I go to bed at ten by seven, I'm a, I'm awake. My my energy levels are on its peak. I'm a morning person, which is related to my circadian rhythm. So one exercise I do with the people I coach is: what is the time that you'd like to be in bed? And what I mean in bed is sleeping. The moment that I yeah. want to sleep at midnight. So that means that your golden hour is going to be 11. So from 11 uh-huh. to midnight, you need to be doing the activities that will make you fall asleep quickly so that by midnight, you're going to be sleeping. You don't expect it. That's how you manage the sleep. You, some people might want to be in bed by 10, some people at 9, some people at 1 in the morning. It's indifferent. As long as they have a recharging sleeping cycle, that when they wake up in the morning, they're going to be in energy. Now, absolutely, energy levels are impacted by your circadian rhythm. So circadian rhythm is our internal clock that is yes. regulated by the sun. Okay? True. That's why it's very important for people that suffer jet lag, the first thing to do after going to a plane and between the airport and the hotel is to expose yourself to the direct sunlight or absent because the body will regulate in the circadian rhythm because jet lag is nothing more than a deregulation of your internal circadian rhythm. So what is the circadian rhythm? Is your wake and sleep cycle. True. The moment you wake up and you go to bed. Now, there's three types of circadian rhythm. 
there's the morning people like I am. That means what? You're going to be a type of person that you wake up very early and your energy levels will be at your peak in the morning and mid-afternoon. And then your energy levels will going to go down. Why is this important? Because you understanding your circadian rhythm will help you prioritizing the type of tasks you can do in your day. So if you're a morning person, you're going to do the most important tasks in the morning and the less important tasks in the evening where your energy level is going to be lower. That's 30% of the world. It's morning, morning people. Yes. 30% are late hour. That means what? Yeah. You're going to be, have a tendency to wake up. Uh, you're going to be very difficult to leave the bed. People that don't react well, uh, so many people say, oh, don't talk to me the first hours in the morning. And then in the middle, of, middle towards the end of the afternoon, they're going to be, their peak energy level is going to be on the highest. Absolutely. And they're going to be people that they want to still, they want to stay awake until late because they, their energy levels are at the highest. Uh, these are late hours. There's no problem in being, there's no right or wrong to be one or the other. The only problem is that the business world, the nine to five, as we call it, they don't care about the circadian rhythm. So people that are uh, late hours will probably struggle more in the mornings. And people that are yeah. uh, mornings, circadian rhythms, they will struggle a little bit towards the end of the day, but which is fine because the day is already over. So these people will find the late hours will find a bit more struggling to accommodate the nine to five kind of work schedule. Uh, yes. There's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with people that have difficulty waking up in the morning. It's just the circadian rhythm is different. And this, this is another 30%. This makes 60. That means 40% are mixed. They are in between. Now, the circadian yeah. rhythm is not the same to your life. It's not like you were born with one and you, you get the circadian until you die. No, you change. You True. change circadian rhythm during yeah. the period. So what's going to happen is most probably during our teenage times, we tend to stay late, wake up late. And then towards when we're around 19 to 21, depending on from case to case, that's when your circadian rhythm gets defined. And from there, it will be defined. So for the rest, uh, for, for the rest of the, the, the life, it still can change. Again, the body is a machine, a machine that can adapt. So if I get exposed to a, a night shift or things like that, then uh, probably my, my circadian rhythm would be adjusted. I would struggle in the beginning, but at some point I would adjust that. The circadian rhythm is very important to understand yeah. a couple of things. Your energy. Yes. Because it will help you manage your energy more efficiently. If you understanding, so, if you wake up with energy or you're, you're still one in the morning, and your yes. eyes are like this and you want to, you want to still read and do things and then, and then you sleep very little because you have to wake up in the morning. Then you need to adjust and try to adjust true, that. True. All right. I know it's a challenge for these type of individuals, but it's important Absolutely. because otherwise they will be struggling with sleeping. And some people say, I only have four hours, five hours sleep. I don't feel anything, but you will feel in the long run. All right. And, and that's why the circadian rhythm is important to understand uh, the impact on this. And also the ability of falling asleep or people that says, oh, I like to stay until late. I don't because I, I'm in, I wake up, I wake up with tons of energy. I wake up singing. Uh -huh. I wake up, I wake up, I go for a 10 kilometers run. I do CrossFit. I do all these things. 
some people put these activities towards the end of the day, they have more energy at the end of the day. That's yes. how it's interesting to understand. Well, how do lifestyle choices like diet, exercise influence the quality of sleep? Oh. Is, there any, is there any role by diet and exercise in the quality it's of sleep? It's not just diet, exercise. I think the most important thing you need to look at is stress. So don't get me wrong. Everything impacts your sleep. Your lifestyle impacts your sleep. Very true. But by lifestyle can be a lot of things. Your physical inactivity or your physical activity. The way you eat or the way you don't eat. The way yes. you manage your stress or the way you don't manage your stress. And have in mind one thing. Your body is a wave and works like yeah. a wave. Right? Not like a switch. It's not like up and down. It's a wave. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have a lot of stress during the day, any type of stress, and stress can be anything, emotional, True. physical, sensorial, existential, work-related, decision-making related, mental-related, emotional, you name it. If we yes. don't manage our stress levels, it will be a problem for you to sleep. Rule number one. Because your, your cortisol level, your yeah. adrenaline, your epinephrine, these are the, the, the stress hormones. It's going to be there. And what's happened when your uh, stress hormones are high? You don't sleep. It's an alert status. True. It's a natural defense mechanism to make sure Absolutely. that we are aware of danger. That's how the body works. So managing your stress is very important. That's why if you if people that are experiencing a lot of stress in their lives, it's very important to make sure that they lower their stress levels. And that means having stress management techniques, not distraction, watching in the couch, uh, staying in the couch, watching uh, screen time or drinking a bottle of wine or uh, doing other activities that do not help them managing stress, just distract them, will not make your sleep going by, right? Overthinkers, sure. you name it. So stress and insomnia, they go hand in hand, right? Yeah. So lack of stress management strategy, physical activity. Uh, if if uh, you don't move your body, what's going to happen? You have a lot of energy accumulated. True. How are you going to do with that? So it's very important that your body was made to move, not to be eight hours behind the desk. 300,000 years ago, there were no desks. 10,000 years ago, there were no desks. 200 years ago, there were no desks. Well, there were desks, but no one was going to stay uh, behind the desk, you know, but, but probably like yeah. 10, 1% or 10%. Now, 90%, we all stay behind the desk during the day. The body was not made for that. So that Absolutely. implies on your sleep quality. The way you eat, of course, have in mind that digestion, and we can talk about this at a time. You're not supposed to be digesting all the time. Absolutely. We eat because we need energy. We don't eat too because we are sad. We don't eat because... We ha we're not eating our emotions, so we don't eat Absolutely. because we're bored or because we're struggling with a problem in life, so we're trying to compensate with food. So what's going to happen when you go to bed, the last thing you want to do is make sure that your stomach is still on digestion mode. Right? So make sure that before going to bed, eat before going to bed a couple of times before. The only problem is that if you go to bed immediately after eating, it will impact the quality of your sleep. Because yeah. 
that you're going to be digestion you're going to feel uncomfortable probably bloating you can't sleep in your favorite position because you're still digestion right more vivid dreams and so on and so on so why do you want to do that yourself sure. so if you're going to go to bed again the golden hour is critical that hour before Rachel. sleep it's going to define so the way you eat impacts the way you sleep absolutely because if you have even even if you have a, a big meal but one hour before bed don't eat right you have energy you don't need to eat until the moment you go to bed no one has <laughs> the same way you don't need to eat as soon as you wake up the same, these two principles are valid for one and the other you don't need to eat as soon as you wake up you don't need to eat before you go to bed absolutely your body has energy you can you have a lot of hours during the day to eat you don't need to choose exactly the hour before you go to bed i know for some people this is a challenge because you say yes. oh, i don't have time i have the kids i have to do that well it's just a matter of time management that's why time True. management is so important so True. food has an impact also the stress again i'm going to highlight the stress because it's all related to stress the way you sleep so exactly if you able to make sure your brain goes to rest then the quality of your sleep improves absolutely what are the signs that we should look for especially if we have sleep disorders like insomnia or sleep apnea so there there are two different things uh, sleep apnea is most of the time related with overweight and obesity right just have uh-huh. in mind how why if you go to bed and you sleep like this the body has accumulated fat that will obstruct the breathing area right and sure. fat's going to come here so that that the normally sleep apnea it's related normally there's some different uh-huh. cases but normally yeah. sleep apnea uh, it's related with overweight and uh, obesity which Amazing. is a good sign to tell you by the way why not changing lifestyle because clearly Absolutely. the True. body is struggling with this situation so that's yes. a good sign it's important to look at that point on the insomnia so when your sleep is compromised your energy levels are compromised your and if your energy levels are compromised your ability to reason is compromised you're going to be moody irritable you're going to be less temper and you just do, you don't have patience for anything now your ability of nutrition is compromised your mood is compromised yeah. and your reasoning is compromised your ability to manage stress is compromised why because before you wake up your cortisol levels start spiking up adrenaline adrenaline yes. so you wake up and have energy and if and if during the night your hormone and your cortisol should come sure. down so if you're not sleeping properly well, again quality of sleep duration of sleep ability to fall asleep that means you don't have the ability to lower your cortisol levels so if you don't have the ability to lower your cortisol levels that means that you're going to be in stress mode and if you sure. are in stress mode it's going to be that you're going to be consuming energy so that means Absolutely. your body will be consuming your internal energy and by that means that you're going to wake up with lower energy and if you have lower energy what's going to happen your food choices get better you become moody irritable brain fog you don't want to move everything becomes a problem you know you feel too tired fatigue anxiety because i don't want to feel like this right so yeah there's a lot of signs yes. that the body gives to you when the sleep is getting compromised physical aspect you know like digestion bloating uh, your your gut flora is compromised 
your your sure. ability to uh, absorb nutrients, your immune system. So a lot of things happen. So you need to understand that if you're when you wake up, you're feeling tired. That means you're not having a restful sleep. That means your sleep is not working on your favor. So you need to exactly. fine tune it. Exactly. So listen to the body. Read the signs of the body, what the body is telling you. And we keep ignoring them. You say, oh, I have a headache. Yeah, are you sleeping well? I always ask my <laughs> session. If, if you, you, obviously, my sessions are confidential. But the first thing I ask, first question I ask on every session I get, everything, how was your sleep? How did you sure. sleep? How was your sleep like? How did, and I ask the same question. Guide me through falling asleep, quality, and duration. I, I, I was coaching someone the, the other day, and it's a, it's a weight loss journey. Uh-huh. And uh, on that journey, the, the, the person I'm coaching, struggling with being in control of the eating habit. And on the session, I looked to the person and I said, uh, my God, you look exhausted. Uh-huh. And through the conversations, the sleeping is not working. And I said, I'm not going to speak about weight loss anymore. I'm going to talk about sleep. Because when you fix your sleep, yes, you're going to be able to manage your food choices because you're going to have more energy. And Alok, Rachel, exactly happened what I said. The a couple of one week after when we had the, the sex next session, uh-huh. I'm back to weight loss. I'm back in control. I'm back on doing this because I have more energy. I have in mind that energy is the currency of life. No energy. True. No ability to perform, no ability. you know? Yes. Uh, so I, I, I normally say a joke with my friends. No money, no honey, no energy, <laughs> no ability to, 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 to perform, right? So yeah. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. So one thing that uh, comes to me uh, is uh, sleep and technology. Uh, and you already talked about uh, doing away with all the screens and not having a TV in your bedroom. So could you discuss the impact of screens and digital devices on sleep quality and how can we mitigate it? Number one, laptops, iPads, phones, yeah. they have, they produce the blue light, a so, phenomenon called blue light. Blue light deactivates the ability of melatonin production in the brain. And melatonin is what makes us fall asleep. Yes. So if we are engaging on screen time until late, what we are doing to the brain is no melatonin. Don't produce melatonin. And if there's no melatonin, yeah. no sleep. So screen time impacts the ability to fall asleep and the quality because you're not just not able. So it's very important that you don't stay looking to your screens until, until late night because the, the last thing you want is to go to bed and not fall asleep or your quality is being compromised. So exactly. people that, that like to watch uh, screen time in bed, no, avoid that. Because you can do it as long as you are aware that your sleep is going to be compromised. And if your sleep is compromised, a lot of things are going to stop working. And yes. the next day you're going to search for energy compensation and whatever in other areas of life that are not supposed to, right? So as long as True. you're aware of your choice, there's no right or wrong. What I just say is guidelines. Now, every individual chooses the way they want to live. I'm just saying that screen time does impact your ability to produce melatonin. And by not being able to produce melatonin, you're not able 
to uh, fall asleep and which is going to impact the other areas of your life. So that's, the, that's number one. And the number two is the overstimulation of the brain. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be seeing cat videos or cute animals or the latest <laughs> comedy on, on, on social media. Why? Because it's going to yeah. overstimulate your brain. Absolutely. You want to make sure you want to make sure that it's time to sleep, not time to engage in activities that are gonna overstimulate your brain. So screen yes. time is a big no, right? Don't engage on screen time activities. I've done that test myself. Again, we uh-huh. were talking before how much I biohack myself. I've done that test myself. I do tests like uh, I worked until before going to bed, or I go to this and. And then I monitor the way I sleep at night. And trust me, these are probably one of probably the most horrendous nights I have. Same thing as working <laughs> till you go to bed. No. Yeah. Why? Because you're putting your brain in overstimulation. The last True. thing you want to do is stimulate the brain before you go to bed, right? Yeah, you absolutely. don't want to make, for couples, don't have fights in bed. If you don't have a uh-huh. fight, have a fight in the living room. Why? Because the brain will associate the, bra- the bed with whatever happened. And the last thing you want is to go to bed thinking, oh, now I have to sleep next to my partner with whom I just had a fight with. No. You want to go to bed and sleep. You want to go to bed and rest. You want to make sure that you go to bed and help your body re-energize. Because that's the True. function of sleep. Recharge, reset, re-energize. Yeah, this is all about the screen time. So. <laughs> <laughs> so one question is on napping. Most people prefer napping during the day if they do not have a good night's sleep. So mm. is napping actually compensating the good night's sleep or mm. is it good in any way? Number one, remember what I told you. Sleep is the only debt we're not able to repay. So nothing uh-huh. compensates the loss of a sleeping night. Now, because of uh-huh. the physiological things that I explained to you. Now, yeah. napping, it's a powerful tool for those that can nap. I can't. If I nap, I nap until the next day. I don't nap. I, <laughs> I sleep. <laughs> and, so um, for me, nap doesn't work. But yeah. some individuals, nap is a powerful tool that can help give a boost of energy. The only thing you need to take in consideration is the nap duration. Why? Remember I told you we have uh, four cycles within the sleep and we fluctuate between one, two, three, and four during the 19 minutes. Now, a nap should not be over 20 minutes. Why? Ah. Because the sleeping cycle number three happens somewhere between the 15 minutes and half an hour. So if you nap more than 20 minutes, you're putting yourself in the risk of waking up during sleep cycle number three, which uh-huh. is the deep one. And that's one that is going to make you feel even worse. So that's why you should not nap more than 20 minutes. Ideally, 10, but uh-huh. okay. not okay. more than 20, because you take the risk of waking up in sleep cycle number three, which is the deep one. So you're going to wake up more tired, uh, mentally tired, foggy. I don't want to do anything, you know, <laughs> lethargic. Uh, that yes. is what I was saying, lethargic. So you don't want to, you don't want to wake up a good technique. It's uh-huh. called what they call it. Nappuccino. I don't know if okay. you ever heard about this. The Nappuccino is really. 
Okay, so it's a technique that you uh -huh. take an espresso before you go to nap. Okay. And then you nap for 20 minutes. By the 20 minutes, the caffeine kicks in and you're going to uh -huh. wake up with a boost of energy. Uh, uh -huh. It's a, a lot of coffee shops do this in Europe. They oh. specialize. Yeah. yeah. So people go there, take a coffee, whatever type of coffee, they like a black coffee uh -huh, or an uh -huh. espresso. They lay down for 20 minutes and they lay down in a bed. And then okay. after 20 minutes, alarm rings and they have to leave. Oh, it's wow. a great technique for pushing your energy levels to or, or maximizing your energy level. Uh, uh -huh. Some people take power naps. Nap, again, nap is a great tool as an energy booster, but so. not to recover from sleep. Okay? Because, again, the, what happens during a nap is not the same thing that happens during sleep. Okay. Yeah. So because yeah. of the physiological thing. So nap is great. Uh, anyone that likes to nap, I totally recommend to try the Nappuccino idea. It's not my creation. It's, it's uh, documented. There's a lot of coffee shops that they are specialized in this around the world. And it's a great technique because you're playing with both variables. So you're playing with the relaxation mode and using the time that the caffeine takes to kick in to maximize your energy levels that you need. So it's a great technique. Since we're talking about coffee, so could you help highlight how caffeine and alcohol affect our sleep? Yes. And how do these substances interact with our bodies? Okay. There. So they have two different functions in the body, right? Uh -huh. uh, caffeine doesn't give you energy. That's a false belief system that we have. What caffeine does is a uh -huh. stimulation to the adrenal glands that put us in stress mode. Okay. Putting us in stress mode, we get more energy. That's what caffeine really does. It uh, makes a, a stimulation of the, uh, the, the the production of the stress hormone. Okay, adrenaline, okay. adrenaline, and cortisol. So these are the three sure. uh, hormones. If you already have a lot of stress during your day, the coffee is going to impact your stress level. And yes. if your stress is high, what's going to happen? Unable to fall asleep. Well, absolutely. And, and the the same thing happens with the alcohol. Alcohol doesn't stimulate your, your stress hormones, but alcohol will knock you out. So alcohol will make you fall asleep faster, but uh -huh. will compromise your ability to, to, to maintain a good quality of sleep because the brain, when the alcohol effect goes uh, passes by, the brain is going to be working in the same place that it was before. So that's why Absolutely. alcohol impacts the quality of your sleep and caffeine disables your ability to fall asleep because it stimulates the adrenal glands, which increments the production of the stress hormone. So that's why uh -huh. caffeine and alcohol are not uh, the best tools. So if you want to drink a coffee and you're caffeine sensitive, don't take a coffee after 2 p.m. In, in the afternoon because caffeine stays in your system up to six hours. And yeah. if you're using uh, using alcohol to fall asleep, I totally recommend you to try different strategies because yes, it knocks you out, but no, it will not make sure that you have a good quality sleep night, which will impact all the physiological things that we discussed. Absolutely. So one of the things which most people use is either sleep aids or supplements to help them sleep. Mm. Uh, some people even do take certain medicines to make them sleep. So what are your thoughts on these? 
and are these even appropriate uh, to be consumed it depends if it's a medical condition uh-huh. and in this case well if the doctor prescribes and the doctor assuming that the doctor knows what he's doing but assuming it's a good doctor and if it's prescribing this consciously then it's okay but to sort out a problem that's fine but have in mind that sleeping pills or sleeping aid they knock you out they don't they don't help the body go and fluctuate as the wave I spoke to you about. Melatonin, yeah. for example. Melatonin is great when you're to help you regulate <laughs> your, your your sleep cycle when you, you're traveling around different time zones. But not as a permanent situation. If you're staying home, uh, if your routine is in the same country, in the same city, yes. and you're taking melatonin to fall asleep, that's something happening during your day that it's not allowing you to naturally produce melatonin. So this is why you need to look at so yeah. the cases are different. So the answer is, it, it, it depends on the situation. One of the things I coach people how to fall asleep and how to bypass the lack of capabilities they have to fall asleep. And some of them have been in sleeping pills for quite some time. And one of the things we coach is helping people to wind down the brain, to prepare yourself to go to bed, to make uh-huh. sure that you create a good environment to help your body to fall asleep. And with that, people start realizing that their sleep quality is much better when they're able to naturally fall asleep, when they sleep more, when they sleep better, and your life completely changes. So it all depends why you're using the pills for. So I can't just say, oh, no, all pills are wrong. No, no. And I would be yeah. a very bad coach if I said that. It depends on what type of case has been prescribed for. And also you need to look again how much are your stress levels? How are you managing? How much you're moving your body? Because moving your body does what? Lowers your cortisol level. So it prepares you to go to, one, to bed. So moving the body and the physical activity is related to how well you're going to sleep at night. True. Um, True. Also have in mind that do not practice uh, high intense activities like crossfit before going yeah. to bed because your adrenaline is going to be higher. And the last thing you want before going to bed is a lot of stress, a lot of stress. circulating Absolutely. in your body. Absolutely. So are there any specific bedtime uh, rituals that one needs to follow to get quality sleep? Yeah, so there's the standards. But again, each case is a case. Some people might like one, some people might like the other. Reading a book, having a cup of tea, painting. Some people like to play instruments, anything that relaxes the brain. Now, if you're an overthinking or an analytic personality, don't engage in watching news before you go to bed because it's going to stimulate your brain, right? Yeah. Listening, music, any activity. So the answer to your question is any activity that relaxes, any activity that will make you fall asleep, right? Mm-hmm. So it depends. Now, if, you're, if you have personality that you want the things perfect, maybe painting is not the best. Yeah. Breathing exercises are great. Uh, anything that makes sure that your brain goes down. Certainly. Yeah. I think that was wonderful, Rui. So one last question uh, for today's discussion. Could you share some actionable tips that people can follow to improve their sleep starting tonight? Sure. So first question, look to your bedtime. And I mean, bedtime uh-huh. is not the time you go to bed. It's the time you want to fall asleep. Like I want to be sleeping. Let's use for illustration purpose midnight. True. Your golden hour is 11 p.m. Yes. By 11 p.m., engage in activities, those activities just mentioned now, 
that will help you falling asleep. Yes. You know, disengage from screen time, disengage for um, anything. If you like to watch TV, watch TV, but things that relax you, not that stimulate. Because some people get hooked on episodes. No, yeah. don't don't keep watching just one more episode. Episode will be there tomorrow. Don't compromise Absolutely yourself grateful. because of an episode. So pain, spend time, play with your pet, go outside and breathe, do some breathing yep. exercise, have a cup of calming tea. So make yes. sure that the, from one hour to 30 minutes before you be sleeping, you do activities that help your brain to calm Relax. Down. Have in mind that the brain is not a switch. It needs to calm down. Sure. Second thing, if you go to bed and more than five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, the line, yeah. the border, and you're not able to fall asleep, leave bed. Yeah. Okay. Don't stay in bed trying mm -hmm. to fall asleep because it's not going to happen. What's going to happen is that your mental stress and your emotional stress is going to build up in your body. You start going to feel more guilt and, and frustrated and hunger, and that's going to increase your stress level. That's exactly what you need to do. So if you're not able to fall asleep up to 20 minutes of being in bed, leave the bed. Leave the bed, go do a tea. Again, do one of the activities that relaxes you not anything stimulated. If uh -huh. work-related, don't spend and read emails before going to bed. Don't read Financial Times if you work in finance. Don't, <laughs> don't see the stock market if playing stock. Yeah. Don't do any activity just because of just sending a last email to get this work done. Do not compromise your sleep because of work. If you don't sleep, you're not able to work. Absolutely. I, if I was if I was working in HR, just to end now, the first question I would ask to anyone that I would interview is, uh -huh. how do you sleep at night? Because the way you sleep at night defines how able you are to sustain your performance. Very true. Right? That was really insightful, Rui, like last time. And uh, pleasure speaking with you every time and learning more about. And today's topic, you have explained in a very beautiful way. And I'm sure a lot of people will benefit from this episode. So thank you so much, Rui, for your time. It's a pleasure speaking to you. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to Fitness Pro Chat by Fit Aerobic. We hope you had key takeaways from today's episode and learned something new. Don't forget to download and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. In the meantime, reach out to us on Instagram at Fit Aerobic or through our website, fitaerobic.com. And remember, failures will only make you strong and better learn. Take care, stay healthy, and live a fulfilling life with Fit Aerobic.